welcome on into the seventh seventh episode of the baseline podcast uh, we've got a really exciting guest tonight um kane kyle of the otago nuggets uh new zealand baller kane how are you doing tonight oh good myself yeah good man um been a little bit overdue to to get you on the pod um yeah kane for those of you who don't know um i met kane last year just after the the nuggets won the new zealand nbl um and we got along pretty well then both dudes that, that just love ball um yeah. and yeah wanted to to get kane on for a while so t- um, today's episode is going to be a goodie um and you know we've also got josh um hosting and, and running the mic which we always appreciate um kane why don't you just uh i think i always ask people to, to sort of talk about themselves and their basketball journey um if you could just yeah give the the listeners a bit of a uh, a background on on yeah the, your love of the game you know your love of basketball where uh, what got you into basketball and and yeah just a bit about yourself as well it's all easy uh well i'm kane and uh well, I was born raised here in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, I think I started playing basketball, I think, in my last year of primary school. But I didn't play on my first real official team, I guess, to under under 13s, I think, uh, for Auckland. And uh, crazy enough, I actually played on the C team, or the development team, they called it, as a top-age kid, which was quite funny. <laughs> um, which you actually don't see often, but... Uh, yeah, so just from there, moved up through the age groups, playing for Auckland, moved over to West Auckland for under-19s. And uh, I went to St. Peter's uh, in Auckland, obviously, and then actually made a move over to Auckland Grammar uh, to actually play prems in my last two years of school. Nice. Uh, which was cool. I got to match up against some you know, real good players throughout that time in prems. Uh, which was good fun. Uh, and then after that, ended up moving uh, over to, I went to prep school actually in Las Vegas for about a half of a year. Damn. Uh, yeah, so that was that was quite cool, an experience to live in Vegas. But uh, from there, ended up signing to a junior college in California where I did two years, and that school is called Barcelona Community College. Um and after two years there, ended up signing to a Division Two school in Hawaii called Chaminade University. Yeah. Uh, which, crazy enough, didn't work out because I couldn't get my NCAA eligibility, which oh, was a damn. bummer. And from there, ended up uh, at a NAIA school uh, in back in California called University of Antelope Valley, where I won two conference titles. And yeah, that pretty much brings me to now. Man. Came back home, played in the NBL, and yeah, yeah, won the chip, a piece of purse. Won the chip, <laughs> <laughs> too easy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. That like, I didn't realize that you went to, um, that you went to prep school in Vegas. But I think that your, you know, your journey isn't isn't just a straightforward, you know, go somewhere for four years. I think um, probably people that don't understand the NCAA system and how it works. Like not everyone just gets to have that straight four years where you go somewhere and you sign, you know, I mean, there's a lot of unconventional journeys. Like there's a yeah, couple there's of a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs to it. Eh? 
Yep, that's it, man. Yeah, no, Carol, just explain a bit more about that because I think that people, yeah, I think like there's a lot more kids that want to go to college, but don't really understand how how that sort of stuff works. Talk a little bit about the prep school, man, if you don't mind. Uh, the prep school route that I went on was it was quite interesting, honestly. Like we honestly trained basketball five, six hours out of the day, seven hours out of the day, and then spent about an hour in the classroom just studying for SATs and the ACTs. Damn. Yeah, so it was quite, like it was real different. Like we would get would get there at about eight a.m., nine a.m., get straight on court, work out, then go up into the weight room lift go back down get hey, like grab lunch or something like that and then then go right back up hit cardio then we're coming right back down and onto the court and then we finish the day with class wow, yeah. <laughs> damn it yeah. yeah and and see i think the um the, it's probably for new zealand kids i think just getting to the states and i know you and i've had these conversations offline before but i think just yeah. get to the states like get to the states and put and you know give yourself a chance to um yeah to put yourself on on the higher stage there and um i think kids sometimes worry themselves too much about which division they're going to go to or all this kind of stuff but i think in my eyes you know you just got to get to the states and then use when you're there then yeah like develop your game um you know work hard with your grades and yeah uh, focus less and I mean, on the division yeah and i mean when you go over there, I guess, like, if you do, if you are a kid that has, like, multiple offers in different schools and stuff like that, I mean, go to the place where you're loved, you know, where you feel most comfortable, not necessarily, like, the best, like, it might not be the best school, but go to the place where you're going to play, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, was, I, was, I was lucky enough to start all four years, you know, I, like, it was just a, it was a mean experience. Yes, it wasn't at the highest level, but... I got to play, I got to hoop, got to grow as a player, you know, and just get that full experience. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And I think that that's probably the other key is any time I would say, and this is like, I don't have any personal experience myself, but from, you know, from what I, from the research I've done and, and the pretty good knowledge I feel like I have is you got to go somewhere where you want it, where you want it, and you got to go somewhere where you can play. Like, exactly. I think that the, the the learnings you get from being to have a significant role are great um and the thing is if you go somewhere where you're going to play be it d2 d3 nai juco if you go somewhere mm-hmm. you can play and mm-hmm. you're of a level which you know if you believe in yourself and you're of a level which is you know strong play um you know iq body all that sort of stuff if you're at yeah. that level then what will happen is you'll get picked up and you'll and you'll be able to move on somewhere somewhere else but if you go somewhere where you're not going to play, when you're not playing, um, then you're not giving yourself the opportunity to be spotted. So for me, yeah, I play, just just get there, you know. Um, yes, like y- Yanni Witzel is a good like a good case of that. Yeah, man. He, uh, I think he went to a Division two school in Texas. Yeah. St. Mary's, I think it was, and then uh, so in that that being a D2 school and they ended up at a D1 I think it was Vanderbilt first and then he transferred yeah. over to uh San Diego San Diego yeah yeah, yeah. San Diego yeah yeah and then uh, and I look think, at him now <laughs> yeah that's it man like and Yanni's a, he's actually a great example of someone like similar to yourself where that the journey doesn't always go how you, like how you plan where you don't end up four years somewhere but like for yeah. someone like Yanni um I think they might have been like 
20 and 0 or when the season finished because of COVID and they couldn't have March Madness, the San Diego team, the Aztecs were yeah, like, they, it was like 20 and 1 or something like that. Um, yeah, one of the best in the country. Yeah, one of the best teams in the country. And he had legitimate, um, you know, NBA interest. And exactly. now back and playing for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, he had like 20 and 10 in his. And yeah, killing it. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. You just got to go somewhere you can play and, and, and get that opportunity. Um, Absolutely. So clearly for yourself, man, like um, that, you know, that experience not only did it, did it obviously, like, you know, you went over there, you got an education and, and you, you furthered yourself as a basketball player, but like how, like how did that experience help you in terms of um, like, you know, meeting people like traveling growing up because you, know, you went over there as a kid and you know you sort of come back five years later like the experience itself like what was that like off the court oh the experience was mean off the court i mean you get to you get to just see and do things that you like honestly you watch on tv you know it's like it's quite surreal sometimes like yeah. you kind of have to pinch yourself to like remind yourself like jesus i'm here doing it yeah. but uh i mean it's it's just cool, you know, like, I feel like basketball, like, yes, it's a sport, but it's also like a language. I mean, like, people, like, you can you can go anywhere in the world and, like, pick up a basketball and then people are just going to, like, come and play, you know? Like, it's just, I don't even know how to say it, but, like, over there, you kind of just, you kind of just go slide right into things and, like, it's not, like, it's not too big of a deal. Yeah. If that makes sense, like. Yeah, you kind of just get that little friend group of the basketball team. You kind of create that camaraderie on and off the court, and then, uh, I mean, just through that, kind of just breezes your way through. Yeah, man. Nah, facts. I like. I I I agree hundred percent. I think that like, yeah, the language or the um the culture of hoops is like yeah, that's it. The culture. There's nothing else like it, man. There's nothing else like it. So. So yeah, what what you the friendships you make and the things that you learn, you know, they prepare you for, um, not just for later on in life, but um, yeah, just the, the the camaraderie and the fun that you can have with uh, with a great bunch of people is uh, is huge. Um, so to talk a bit about the um, uh, the New Zealand NBL. Obviously, you got drafted by the um, the Nuggets last year. Uh, you ended up winning the championship. Um, wasn't a piece of piss. I, I take that back. Um, <laughs> no, you, did the, you did make some plays in the final. I better give you some credit for that. Oh, um, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know the the showdown concept um, actually ended up being a pretty great concept in a number of ways. Like I, I feel the biggest positive of it um, of the NBL showdown concept was that a lot of younger guys or guys that like maybe yourself didn't have the profile because you've been overseas or maybe it was someone like Jordan Hunt, like a lot of guys, yeah, uh, cool. you know, got that extra, got that extra opportunity to go and play because of this concept. Um, yeah. And it was a bit of a fairy tale story for the Nuggets. You know, they, I don't know how long they've been out of the competition for, but it had been a few years. So to come yeah, back, yeah. And, you know, um, draft pretty well um, with the guys, you know, the, the senior leaders they had, and then also the younger dudes, um, and then come in and win the the competition was a pretty was a pretty cool story. Can you just break down yeah, the, the season and for, like from your personal point of view, but then like just give it a bit of a rundown as a whole as well. Um, 
Well, to be honest, like I sort of started at the beginning, uh, started at the beginning, but I, you know, just like everyone else, didn't know where I was going to get drafted or even if I was going to get drafted to that fact. But uh, lucky enough to get drafted by the Nuggets, which honestly turned out to be a great situation. And uh, I guess, you know, we, from day one, when we all kind of got together at Sky City, um, it kind of just seemed like we all like clicked off the court, which yeah. kind of, I, I reckon, helped us on the court. Um, as our chemistry was just awesome, you know, like just little inside chokes and just all those little like things that, you know, teams do. And uh, oh, what was I going to say? So good. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but those little things and like, so obviously that stuff translated to on the court. And, uh, I mean, we started off quite hot. I think we won our first three games, two or three games. And then we actually went on a slide for a week. I think we had lost, I think, two or three back-to-back. And uh, we actually had to sit down as a team and kind of just, you know, figure everything out and kind of put everything back in perspective and kind of just start, like, getting back on the right track, you know. And that's all thanks to, like, you know, our leadership and JK and uh, Nata. Yeah. As they, they, hold, they held massive parts to, like, they had massive, uh, part of what we could do, you know, and like how we ran as a team. Yeah. Um. So real thankful for those two. But uh, I mean, we I, we had like a real good core of like guys from Otago, which was awesome. And uh, Otago loved that, you know. And uh, I think we had, I think three or four guys. No, I think five total outside of uh, players not from Otago, which was pretty wicked. <laughs> yeah. That's that's awesome, man. And the, yeah. I think that was like the part of the feel good story was that um, you you know the there were dudes from all over the country, and then you obviously had yeah Jared Kenny like a legend of um you know of New Zealand basketball in terms of like um wanting to get back to the game, you know obviously his mullet is a thing is a you know thing of legends um. <laughs> oh, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah, he, he cut it off. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like JK has played in the AMBL. Obviously, Jordan Natai, um, you know, world class defender, guy that's played for the Tall Blacks for a number of years. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, some younger guys like yourself, uh, Akiva Griffin. Obviously, like he just turned, you know, just turned seventeen a few months earlier, and and, and ended mm-hmm. up being a role player and a you know a strong part of the squad. So it was a it was a really cool community vibe, and to see everyone wearing their Nuggets gears in the, um. In the stadium, you know, there's like a big block of sort of Nugget supporters there wearing the hoodie. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was cool, man. I, I, it was, it was a real feel good in a and what was a pretty tough year. And um, and I think that the support that the Nuggets got was probably some of the, the best across all the teams. Um, yeah, our support was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. And um, and the the games didn't get the support all the way along in terms of the crowd that I. That I would have liked, but the the night of the final, obviously it yeah, was yeah the final was wicked, and, and that was that was where it was at. Um, and the final was actually a really was actually a really really great game as well. Um, can you like what are your memories of like of that night? And obviously you did make a few big shots. Um, yeah, what are your what are your memories from that game? Um, 
Well, honestly, like the biggest one was that shot actually almost went in at the end. <laughs> it was close. Uh, it, it looked good, to be honest. I was right in line with it, and it, I thought it was going in, honestly. I turned around like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> but uh, now nah, throughout the whole night, I mean, it started off with the women's game before ours. You know, everyone showed up and showed support for them too, and, you know, they're awesome. But uh, so it started with that, and that kind of, you know, obviously is like a curtain raiser for us. And then um, go through warm-ups, you know, it's just like the feeling of being on the court and everyone around and, you know, just the atmosphere is like something you can't even put into words, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, on court, just like another game, really, like you just play it and try not think too much of it. It's just keep it like just keep everything the same. Don't do anything out of pocket. Don't do anything that's not routine and just go out and hoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, man. And, and I think that the, um, that's like, you probably can't teach, you like, you definitely can't che- teach like championship experience. Like what, what you're, what you go through and, and how you, you know, you've, if you've played the game all your life and, you know, you're a really good three-point shooter, you just do, you just need to do everything the same that you've always done. You can't, you can't change anything, but you, but saying that you still can't get the experience um, of championship basketball playing in playoffs and finals until you've actually played in those games. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, that's a, that's a pretty cool experience and obviously something that you'll, um, yeah, that you'll, you'll never forget. Um, yeah. I was, I was lucky enough throughout college. So like, not at, I guess not at that, like not at that I guess like mass amount of pressure but I did play in in junior college I played in one final for like conference final and then in my last two years at University of Antelope Valley I did play in two finals there so I guess like it the calmness came with the experience I guess so you're right yeah yeah that 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 experience of having um done like having done some that, that sort of similar path before it, it helped it helped you for for the, those moments when you where you got into that game yeah of course yeah um and then a pretty cool moment for you afterwards you were also named in the extended uh extended tall black squad which was pretty awesome reward for a for a pretty strong competition too yeah i was wicked you know it's always it's always cool to be recognized as you know a top guy and like a, poss- a possible prospect to play for New Zealand, you know, yeah. like it's always a, like it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was that was huge for you, man. Um, so fast forward to this year, um, you've had some, you've probably had an up and down, um, like last few months. Um, do you just want to fill the the listeners in on sort of what's happening and what's happened over the last few months, and then what you've sort of got coming up over the next little while? Yeah, so. It was about mid-December. Uh, I just signed with the Saints. Uh, I think it might have been that weekend. I went and played in a basketball tournament and bloody tore my ACL. Gutting me. Did a, re- did a real good job of tearing that thing up. Uh, so now I've just been honestly trying to keep off it and just relaxing, trying to keep my knee up, get the swelling down. Um, but just being in the gym, honestly, just lifting, doing upper body stuff, trying to get better in some way shape or form you know um but actually going to surgery tomorrow being friday uh going to surgery actually 
to fix it up and start the healing process. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously we were talking at the time um, when I'll oh, start with the saints. Obviously that was a massive signing. And I think regardless of, of the injury, like that you, that you were one of the first guys um, signed by the saints just says, I think a lot for your, for your standing in the game after you've come back from the States and then, and then, you know, played that strong campaign uh, for the Nuggets. You know, you shot like 38% from three um, and then you got into really good shape after the competition, you know, had a good tournament, yeah. Hoop Nation Classic. Like for me, regardless of the injury, that, that's, that's showing your standing uh, in the game that, you know, the Saints signed you as one of their first guys. And um, yeah. obviously that, like that injury, like, you know, I know when you and I know each other well and when I heard about that injury, like I was, I was fucking gutted, like, um yeah, I mean, yeah, I sort of felt that personally, you know, and, it's, and it was pretty gutting. But, like, when you put it into perspective, you know, it's just injuries are a part of the game. And, and like, you know, yeah, the that we've had afterwards, um, you know, about your goals and where you want to go. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you won't, you obviously won't get to play in, in the NZNBL this year. But, um, you know, you're still really young. You're going to use this, like you've said, you're going to use this year to, um, to further yourself and and mm-hmm. to you know, grow your IQ and and to um, you know do upper body stuff and and work on your know, other parts of your game for the yeah. the listeners like what um, and I know it's really early days but like people will you know always have injuries it's just a part of sport um, yeah. what is your advice to to some of the younger li- listeners around how you would deal with a serious injury like that. Um, honestly, staying positive is a massive, a massive part of it because you need to keep mentally strong throughout all of it because, I mean, it's not over. You know, you're going to get fixed up and you have a chance to come back and get back on track, you know. So I reckon just staying positive through it all is a massive, like a key to, honestly, I reckon the success of your journey back. So... Uh, yeah, and that's that's really it. Just staying positive is the key, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I I think I think that um, like it's easy to if your routine has been, you know, I'm gonna go and lift in the morning, and then I'm gonna go and train in the afternoon. I'm gonna get it run at night, and then you aren't able to do that. I can see how people can get quite negative and quite down on themselves, and you know, uh, I put on a lot of weight or like what whatever it is that you struggle with. It could be I don't know for someone it could be drinking or like whatever. There's yeah, there's always there's always going to be um you're always going to have that that real shit feeling in that first few weeks after you get that injury and it's just as you say staying positive trying to get into good routines around um what you do off the court to to continue to um to push yourself along um yeah yeah so obviously you've got a pretty good I uh, sorry a pretty um long uh, rehab um ahead of you um but when like when would you like when, when do you think you'll you'll be able to get on back on court? Um, I think I'll be back on court in about six to nine. Uh, I think anywhere between six to nine months, I'll be back on the court. Yeah, so I think after yeah, and I think in about that amount of time, I'll be on court doing like just being able to shoot, yeah. uh, run straight line, jump, but no uh, lateral movements, just because. Yes. It's still at that point. I'll still be building the strength in my leg. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So after about nine months, I reckon I'll be back on court doing, you know, fully working out. Hopefully, contact stuff too. Yeah. 
Awesome, man. So I think we're looking at about a nine to 12 month process. Yeah, o- so, overall from when you first did the injury. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, got you. Yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's a cruel injury, I mean. Yeah, it's tough. It's actually, it's crazy because I didn't, like I felt it, but I wasn't in pain. Yeah. It was, it was quite freakish, but I felt it buckle and it was, it was weird, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's probably in terms of injuries go, it's, it's a pretty devastating one, but I mean, yeah, yeah. You're, like, you know, your attitude and um, like, you know, the week that it happened when we were speaking, your attitude and the way you went about, um, you know, the way you went about it. And even when I was chatting to your dad, you know, you guys are both so positive and, and focused yeah. on what you could do to, um, yeah, to further yourself and to, to make sure that when you do come back, you're, um, in the the best the best shape, but also the best mental headspace to be able to um, yeah, like to continue to to push yourself and yeah, come back a better player sure. and a better person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a couple of, a couple of other questions for you. Um, mm-hmm. We talk. It's interesting talking about the the guys that have um, you know been in the States and the ones that they haven't played in the States and sort of where, how people's journeys end up working out, you know, some of those guys that play D1 and they, that they come back and haven't done as well or, or whatever it is. Yeah. You, you played against some legit, um, you know, ballers when you were at high school. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I consider the the group of, of guys that went to the States sort of over the, between the last three and seven years, I think that's like the golden age. We've never had as many young, not just men, but obviously women as well, that have played in the states. Like, who you know, who who were the guys that you were going up against um, in high school? You sort of mentioned a little bit earlier for for grammar. Who are the guys you were going up against at high school in New Zealand before you went to the states? Um, so my last year of high school, I matched up with guys like, obviously, like Rangi Totoros. Act my last year. Yeah, I think no, like ridiculously. I think they had Ty, Ewitt, uh, Isaac Davidson, uh, Dan Fortu, Dan uh, Sam Warden, Sam Wardenberg. <laughs> uh, Jesus, who else? Braden Inger. Braden Inger. I was going to say him. Yeah, fire out. There's uh, like six legit dudes. Yeah, Joseph Nuneg. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, and honestly, the list goes on. There's more of them, but sorry, I can't remember all the the whole team. <laughs> but it's uh, just one team. <laughs> it's just one team. Um, and then from Westlake, you have like Matt Freeman, Jackson Stent, yeah. uh, Jalen. Uh, Jack was there, I think. No, that was my second to last year. I think Jack was around. Yeah. Um, then you have who else is in Prems at that time? Us three St. Kent, you have like Joel Vanina. Yeah. Uh, who else? Um, really, I just can't get past Ring. Um, <laughs> they did they kick everyone out? Say again, sorry. Did, did Rangi roll up? Did they like just clean everyone out? Did they smash everyone? Yeah, pretty much. Now we gave them a good run, to be honest. I think we beat them once or twice. Who did you have in your grammar team? Uh, my grammar team was me, Jack McMillan, uh, Simon Lee, 
Connor Flanagan, yeah. uh, Thomas White, Sam White, uh, who else is on that team? Luke, uh, Jesus, Ken Smith. Yeah. Ken, Ken Smith was a jewel back in the day. Um, um, some legit ballers there, like some dudes who played in the States. Yeah, Connor Flanagan's definitely one of them. Oh, Tucky was on the team too. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a nice baller there as well. You see, you guys yeah, had Tuck- a bit of a squad. Yeah, we did. Oh, and Sam Maru. Sam and Samson. Sam as well. Towers. Yeah, damn. So, yeah, I consider that, like, that was the era when, like, we started getting, like, lots of lots of guys heading to the States and playing, you know, all sorts of levels. Um, yeah. From there, I think that, that that era of kids is what has led on to the dominance of, um, yeah, of the Auckland high schools. Like, you, you see them now over the last couple of years and they're just stacked with guys and, and they're all going yeah. on, on scholarship, you know, left, right, and centre. When, when you started out a high school, though, when did you think, like that going to the states on a on a scholarship was something that you were going to do. Um, well, it's something that I wanted to do since I started playing basketball. Really, like it was a dream, obviously, but uh, it became a realization probably in year eleven. In between year eleven and year twelve, when I moved to Grammar, um, because of uh, Coach Aiken and Ollie, uh, they helped me actually get over there to the prep school. Awesome. Yeah, so that's why I actually had to make the change of school from St. Peter's to Auckland Grammar was yeah. because uh, just to get in with them, you know. Yeah. With their help. Yeah. So, yeah, it was about year 11, year 12 when I realized that I could actually go over there, you know. That's awesome, man. And and I think that that, um, yeah, that that it's cool that, um, that you sort of had that goal and that, and that was something that was something that you achieved near you know, something that you stood out to do and something that you ended up achieving. Um, yeah. And, and it took a yeah. lot of help from others too, though. <laughs> yeah. That's it, man. And there's always, there's always people like you shouted out some people there before, which is pretty cool. Always people who, you know, help with the journey. Um, and yeah, like you can't, obviously anybody who's got on scholarship has had people like, not just, you know, obviously the great support of your, um, um, of your parents are really great, good people, but, um, the support of everyone else to 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 get there as well, and yeah, as I said, you guys were that that era, not just in um, not just in Auckland, but um, yeah, that era where people get getting on scholarship from around the country. Um, yeah, up and down the country. I like. I think our, our New Zealand teams, or the last New Zealand team I played on, was littered with guys heading over to the states. You know, pretty much the whole team. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's like now the and then those guys now that are coming through, which form you know like the next probably um, five to ten years of Torblacks, like that's the next uh, after you know Corey Tom and um, even you've probably got someone like Shaley who's a little bit um, younger, um, but yeah. that that core group of Torblacks, that next group that's coming through those all those names you mentioned, like that's that's the core that those are the next guys that are going to carry this country in terms of. Um, of elite players for like the next five to ten years. Yeah, absolutely. The new yeah. way. Yeah. Um, who who's the, who's the best like who's the best player you've 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 matched up with in your career, man? Uh, Alonzo Trier. Damn. He, he yeah. Played for, he played for the Knicks. Yes, he does yep. now. I think. Yeah, he is yep. at the moment. 
Damn, he, um, he's legit. Um, tell us oh, about that. He, he is legit. Um, well, I played against him when I was in prep school. Yeah. Uh, as he went to a school called Finley Prep, which is, I think, one of the top prep schools in the country, or uh, in the US, sorry. And uh, so I got to match up with match up against him three times in one week, which was pretty fun, to be honest. Um, That's cool. I, I remember one game... I got to go into a little back and forth with him, but uh, I think I came down, hit a three. He came down, hit a three. I came down, hit another one. He came down, hit another one. I think I came down and was like, bugger, I'm heat checking this. Missed it. <laughs> and he pulled up from maybe just over half court. Oh, what? And in the middle of a game, just pulled up just maybe a dribble over half court and just shot it and just all oh, nice. It's quite, it's, it's almost it's almost ridiculous um yeah. i think he ended up going for 30 40 odd that night it's a few crazy dunks just yeah. but that finley prep team was littered with nba talent like uh pj washington was on that team oh yeah uh and i think he's a hornet now um, yeah, the league. yeah and i think horace spencer he went to auburn yeah he was at auburn last year Derek Thornton, the Duke, he committed to Duke, bounced around a little bit too. Um, oh yeah, that team was legit. It's probably the toughest or the craziest team I've ever played, honestly. Yeah, I mean, well, you mentioned two NBA players right at the bat, and um, yeah, I'm pretty. Alonzo Trier went to. I just looked it up. Alonzo Trier went to Arizona for three years, averaged 17 points a game. Yeah. Um, and then in his rookie year for the net for the Knicks, averaged. 11 points a game so like that's legit talent and also goes to show like um yeah and and less these like new zealanders sort of do their research like the prep schools in that manner like a stack with talent like there's yeah it's not always the the opportunity that you would that you would think you know um the 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 journey isn't isn't always straightforward and that shows with those um yeah with those matchups uh you had um yeah absolutely yeah, so what? Um, we got a little bit longer before we close it out. Well, what are, what are your goals for your? If you don't mind sharing, what are your goals for your um, for your basketball career, man? Uh, goals for my basketball career, obviously, get it back on track is the main one at hand right now. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, uh, just keep getting better every year. Honestly, like just keep adding to my game in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Whether it be you know defensive side, offensive side, uh, IQ, um, yeah. but then hopefully, I mean it's a destination, not really a goal, but I want to get to the AMBL at some point, you know, over the next two or three years, secure a contract and yeah. uh, start to hopefully solidify myself over there. Yeah, awesome man. That's 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 a great goal, and that, that's something yeah. yeah that you and I have talked about, which is which is cool. And I, I think now, like when you look at the volume of players, I think on my last count, there were, there were 17 players uh, in the ABL from New Zealand. I think that mm-hmm. the pathway is there now where, um, even though the quality of the New Zealand NBL, you know, last season uh, wasn't as strong as, as everyone would have liked. And this year is going to be a little bit better. I think yeah. that, um, that the ABL is a legit league. That's just in the next country. You know, obviously we've mm-hmm. seen, Lottery picks and and Lonzo Ball and um and and Archer Hampton you know, draft from the first round. This is a, yeah. this is a league where 
they have their eye on New Zealand. Um, and guys like, um, you know, Yanni Wetzel and uh, Max Darling are two guys that didn't uh, that didn't play in um, in the New Zealand NBL, and yeah. like, you know, and the, and, the, and they they got picked up for ANBL contracts. Like, I think mm-hmm. that they know that yeah, this, that the Australian scouts and these ANBL teams know that New Zealand has talent, and it's a it's a legit pathway now. And I think that yeah, absolutely. if you're if you're willing to work at it, um, and you know, if you can get on. And you can get on a team there. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, I, the sky's the limit for a lot of these guys. And we've seen, we've seen guys non, you know, the, outside of those next stars and, and RJ and and Lamelo, we've seen guys get onto, um, you know, two way deals with NBA teams and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. it's a pathway there now, um, where you know, 10, 20 years ago, it probably didn't have that reputation. So to have that right yeah, now. Step is is pretty huge, and um, yeah, it is. And that's a really good goal. But last mm-hmm. um, question for you, mate. What if was, if you could give any advice to to young um, ballers that that might be tuning in, or, or you know, just just a couple of pieces of, of advice for someone trying to find their way in, in the basketball world? What would that be? Um, always See, like, keep working hard. You know, <laughs> hard work. Uh, <laughs> It might not. I mean, I know it's cliche, but uh, keep working hard because I mean, at some point, it might yeah. not show in the immediate in the immediate time frame, but later on down the track, if you keep doing it, keep uh, keep uh, keep up the hard work, uh, everything actually even uh, eventually pays itself off. You know, like it pays. Yeah, it pays off. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's good advice, man. That's that's good yeah. advice. Yeah, I think, um, and I've I've spoken about this with. A few of the guests I had on, I was had Charlie Ledger Walker was on the last episode, and um, and then obviously had um, uh, had an, another college coach from the states on a couple of episodes before that, and mm-hmm. I think New Zealanders think that like yeah that you can just dominate in high school here, or you know you can get to the states and coast or whatever. Like the the level of hard work that's required to play at these sort of levels that we're that we're discussing, it's. Mm-hmm. It's a daily grind. Like you can't just go to one training a day, you know, go and knock some threes and 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 be done with it. Like you have to, you've got to put in that grind. You know, you've got to work on your body. You've got to have good nutrition. Um, Absolutely. You and you've got to grind. Like it's a yeah. It's a full time. It's a full time gig, and I want, I want to see more of our New Zealanders on the world stage. You know, um, AMBL, you know, NBA, Europe, but. Um, we just got to have that real strong work ethic if we want. Yeah, to. Yeah, and that's and that's something I reckon we we lack honestly. A lot of there's a lot of us Kiwis that don't like the work, <laughs> and that's honest. Yeah, nah, that's good. Yeah, like like honestly, like Sorry, that's, yeah. that's the kind of chat. That's the kind of chat that's needed. Like we we do we yeah. do lack work ethic, uh, and we've got guys that have and girls. Mm-hmm. We've got players that have the talent, but um, not always the work ethic to go with that. And I and I think that, um, yeah, it might not pay off right away, but eventually, if you continue to work, um, you know, you will you'll get those you'll get those rewards. Um, yeah, you reap the benefits. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I really appreciate you you jumping on, man, and imparting some of your wisdom and 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 talking about your basketball journey. Um, I appreciate. Yeah, what you've you've been to add, um, sort of in the times that we've been 
um, you know, chatting offline and, um, and it's been sort of cool to get to know you over the last uh, sort of year or so. And, and um, I'm really excited for like for your comeback and to see, um, yeah, you finish off the work that you'd done last year, you know, as you were getting back into mm-hmm. like, you were getting into like, you know, probably some of the best shape of your life. And I'm really excited to see what the rest of your career can bring and, and to, yeah, put everyone on notice in the New Zealand NBL next year. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for having me too. Yeah. All, all good good. Um, we're going to check out here, guys. Thanks for coming in and listening. Um, we will have uh, another um, pretty big name on next week. Um, so until then, uh, everyone have a, a great weekend.